0: in the bar I was having a jar when my destiny it beckoned for a vision burst in on top of me thirst and flattened me pint in a second While well, me opening line was hiya sunshine how's it going me name is John and with a toss of her head this Goddess said, I'm Chantal du Champignon.
1: <laughs> there is something
0: special that happens when, when a comic song is sung. Uh, another aspect of the audience's lives comes to the fore in their reaction, and there's something very pleasant about people laughing by forgetting their cares or being reminded of the silliness in their own lives or something. And was in the county, Clare, I do declare We drank many's the tasty beverage And the intensity of our propensity Was way above the average (laughs) Down in Corkham Row Where the gales did blow And the rain fell fast and furious By all the gods above She swore undying love (laughs) And
1: I thought, yeah, this is serious
2: (laughs) Well, I think, really, to live without humour You wouldn't be living at all It's an... it's just, I suppose, a slanted way of looking at life that makes things more bearable.
0: And at Pal Nebron, under uh-huh. 20
2: dawn, we drank
0: rainbow coloured wines. <laughs> Oh, inside that doleman, sure I pitied King Solomon. He could keep his concubines. Then I offered to show her the cliffs of Moor, and she showed me a thing or two, too. And in all connors of doolin' she said, I'm not foolin', I want to spend my life with you.
3: We're rhymers. Versifiers. <laughs> Chancellors. It's just a bit of fun. I enjoy doing it and enjoy singing it to an audience who seem to be enjoying it.
4: And another thing is that the difference too between, say, commercial songwriters, we we don't write them for money. We just write them for the gas, really. It's just as well, really, isn't it? It is,
1: yeah. (laughs) We we, we, wouldn't make
4: any.
0: Well, next morning we were yawning as the day was dawning and it dawned on me Oh, she's going... So we drove to the smoke where these words she spoke Before she boarded the Boeing I'll acquaint my parents with what's transpired And my paltry possessions I'll pack Then I'll return on wings of desire And up with you I'll (laughs) shack For six days or seven sure I thought I was in heaven I was trying it out for signs But like every other lover I was shortly to discover It was an Amadon's paradise. For while I was thinking that the kingdom had come and chanting. Hallelujah. Chantal was listening to a different drum and singing, Johnny, I hardly knew you. <laughs> People have reacting in different ways. The, the most common comment that I've got, either in uh, writing or in, in speech from people, was that uh, hearing it on the radio that in the car, they had to stop the car so that the laughter wouldn't make them crash. That's been a very common comment, and it's one I'm very pleased to hear that people are still obeying the rules of the road. One American science fiction writer, as it happens, wrote to me saying that she, as a card carrying feminist, shouldn't be really enjoying Chantal but she did enjoy the discomfiture of the poor guy scratching his head about what wondering what hit him and that was a hoot and um, th- has no indication, no understanding really that, that there was real painful experience behind that song a lot of older men who have been attracted to younger women down the years uh, They're the kind of guys that that appreciate this song, and dozens of them have learned it. Oh, John, said she, I quite agree that you could do with a woman. But if you think I'll be your shrink, you've got another thing coming. (laughs) (laughs) Consider, besides, if I was your bride, in 40 years I would have no fun, for I'm no more than 24, and you are 41. (laughs) Oh, yes, I know I'll miss your eyes and your kiss and your fingers running through my hair. But if I lost the head in St. Kevin's bed, I got it back in the clear French air.
1: <laughs>
0: I got off that jet and my parents I met and I got my act together. I saw the lines they would draw at a son-in-law who was a middle-aged Irish header.
1: <laughs>
0: the people who make these songs are... Anybody and everybody, I think we're a cross-section of the population generally. But I do think that there are people with some kind of urge to self-expression and who write then for um, a certain maybe small public, but they know is there. The kind of people who follow traditional music and who are familiar with songs already in the tradition. I think it's part of every culture. I'm fairly sure that in all the countries you could name, there are traditions of uh, people making songs about events of the day. I I gather that in Africa, for example, if you are being ferried across a river, the likelihood is that the the ferryman or somebody in the boat will will have a song made about you by the time you reach the other side of the the river. Um, So there's a a tradition everywhere of people making songs about what's happening. Making a song about their own lives, I suppose you could say.
5: All that songwriting in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, it wasn't songwriting at all. They were literally made up, never written down. And just went from mouth to mouth, and that's what happened. Yeah. Then the break came with the 50s, with the pressure of immigration, and the 60s, the pressure of very good popular music, new radio, and all that booming in on people, and the whole thing just vanished. That was it.
1: There is
0: making in a song, it's not just my writing it, that it's, it's a craft, it's like making a chair, it's like turning the leg of a table or whatever, that uh, there's craftsmanship involved. That's why we talk about song making, I think. We make songs about all kinds of things, things which strike us as odd or quirky. You get people uh, satirising some place that they don't like, or uh, you get epic descriptions of uh, sporting events. Local events such as social gatherings, for example, might seem uh, unlikely material, but I'm just thinking of a great song by Robert McMahon about a Red Cross um, social gathering in 1950 something, and um, well, none of us knows anymore who these people were. But contemporary audiences still find the song hilarious.
6: It's a song I wrote. I was making it up there quite a while ago. It's just 50 years ago. I was a member of the Red Cross in Ellis, and uh, we had a Red Cross social in the Queens Hotel. And um, three days before the social, I got enough a flu. I was at home the night before, two nights I think, before the, the social, and my mother was above the table reading papers. And after a while, I, said, I I started making up a bit of a song like Brian there. So I said to my mother, Would you have a bit of paper? And so she gave me uh, something anyway. I was scribbling away for about an hour as possible. Well. I made up this song in about three quarters of an hour. Anyway, this is it Eddie Murphy now was our unit officer, and Neil McTernan was our. Ladies, unit officers, and there's many more. Oh, excuse me, Eddie Murphy, now I'm going to sing a song. It's not a very short one or it's not a very long. It's about a little social. Then we got to in the around, so I'll tell you all about it if you leave me alone. I left me home tonight and I'm sure till six o'clock. Up on me Humber bicycle, I didn't give a chance. I was singing songs and whistling as I came along the line. Says I to myself, how will I ever be in time? I went into the dining room to see what was in there. Now there were all the red crusts and were sitting round in chairs. We were all in no uniforms, black and blue and red, but to to any more fear we ever getting fed. Because the supper landed, they brought a knife and fork. They had some mashed potatoes and a scalp of turkey cock. They brought some desert laughter and more things that they had. And be that said, Jimmy Hickey, that supper wasn't bad, wasn't the lucky to be in for it. And I very near was late, I'd have missed my bit of desert and the lovely busy of me. And when the supper is over, I'm sure ready I'll pull a cart and give out a round of whiskey to wash down the turkey cart. And the girls looking lovely sitting over there with their grand rosy cheeks and their lovely curly hair. And look at Carmel Healy, at me she's winking o'er but see her dance on, piped on the floor. Oh, look at my... Michael Conway, is he not good to eat? Ah, eh? the devil are at all? The chief has left her in his place. And look at all the rest of them. And what do you think of that? I'm sure if we had another sausage, some of the Red Cross would be fat. Isn't, isn't Eddie Murphy looking well? Since he ate up all the things, it was only half an hour ago. He was looking very thin. But if you want to know who ate the most, it wasn't Nick or Dan, but a man of there cashled that's selfie hand hand
3: That's how it all started, really, songwriting in small regions, I mean. That's what Petty Kevin has said, isn't it? That Homer made the Iliad from a local row, mm-hmm. you know, and that uh, gods make their own importance in all stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you start with something small. One of my, I suppose, the people who inspired me most to write songs were the people of Kule and Bellafoorn and that area. And uh, there are people who can make a song out of nothing. You know, some the falls off his bike, like, or some people buys a a new hat, or so, you know, and the song is made, and it's a local song, and it's full of local references, but if the quality is good he's going oh. to travel and he's going to be appreciated you know.
0: and the thing is that R- Robbie wasn't at the party himself either wasn't he at home seeking bed. <laughs> and he just imagined uh, what it would be like yeah, yeah. probably half as good of you was there probably and he wrote <laughs> it before the party not after <laughs> <laughs> before the party he wasn't that instead of after the party he was at like the
4: best reporters. Oh, sure, he could, could sing anything yeah. he couldn't go wrong like mm. it, you know.
6: yeah. Mr. McCarthy, the man that we all love, he's so very nice to all of us and as gentle as a dove. He's great to give a lecture, one of the very best, and no matter what you say to him, you never seem vexed. There goes Neil McTernan, a girl so grand and tall, she's the lady's unit officer and the bell of the ball. And there goes Ketlinbrook, sure she's working night and day to keep the red dress going in many a kind of way. Thank you, Bussy. Thank you, one and all. And thanks to Father Sin, and who is praying for us all. So now we've entertained you, and they've kept you all alive. So good looking, God be with you all till 1955.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: probably is a bigger audience but the fact is that we're living in a situation where the vast majority of people want to be fed their culture through the electronic media and if this stuff isn't packaged for them number one radio stations and TV stations won't use it and secondly you know live music is amazingly a rare experience for a lot of young people you know I'm teaching like most of the kids I'm teaching if they think of music they think of something they plug in and the idea of someone actually playing an instrument or singing a song without any electronic gadgetry is totally foreign to them, you know. And you can see it when you, when you, if there is a live performance on, like they're absolutely amazed, you know. So the sort of stuff we do as a bus doesn't lend itself to the, to the big production.
0: Could it be that the songwriters of today, like us and the other couple of dozen writers that, that we know of, that we tend to um, specialize in comic songs? In order to, to hold uh, audiences that uh, might otherwise not be amenable to that kind of idiom, you know, that we hope to get people to listen by grabbing their attention with, with humour, whereas they yeah, might not listen, it's we think, if you're serious. You know, because we are at one very extreme end of a spectrum, uh, you know, talking about the electronic stuff, and then you come down to the, the solo voice, well, then the solo voice singing very traditional stuff, that's really mm-hmm. far out, like for youngsters. Yeah, so yeah. to, to hold yeah. people's attention, maybe we feel that we have to be funny or something.
3: I'll sing of a dog they call Bob in this mournful rhyme With a surgical blade he was spayed while still in his prime He was properly vexed when his sexual ambitions were filed He's deprived of romance and his chances of passion are spoiled The biggest thing about songs, whether they're serious or comic songs, whether they're country songs or traditional or rock or anything at all, The most important thing about songs is that they're well-crafted and that there is some bit of thought gone into them and that it isn't just a guy saying something vulgar in order to shock and therefore to get publicity or to get a reaction. I think if you have something, however harmless it is, to say and if you work very hard on the song to make sure that it's well-constructed, that the humour is subtle reasonably subtle, you know. The other big test, I suppose, like, all, like a good book, isn't it, is if you can listen to it the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, and if you still get something out of it. And the inferior song, whatever it is in it, you get it the first time, and after that it just gets boring. So craftsmanship is, is the most important thing, I suppose. And not to patronise or to insult your listeners by um, producing something inferior that can get a one-off reaction. Of the day he was gelded I'll tell, though your nerves will be shot. He was lying in a slab when a jab of a needle he got. There were vets and attendants resplendent in surgical robes, then with one rapid snip out they whipped his connubial globes. <laughs> Well, it's
0: an integral part of, of the Irish language um, poetry and song from way back, but internal rhyme in English works better for comedy than
3: for anything else. It's actually a source of humour. Because it's a bit outrageous, it's also drawing the audience's attention to the fact that you are doing this internal rhyme. Right, yes. Yeah. yes. And especially the the audience who, uh, who mightn't be listening out for it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. who mightn't be thinking in terms of craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. So, I spo- in, in a way, it's a sort of... Um, a trick, isn't it? Yeah, it is, You're yeah. saying, look at me, I'm able to do this. Yes. So how can a mutt without nuts have a future? That's great. Without utensils, shall no shall nor pop shall e'er procreate. Since losing his fittings, he's quitting romantic affairs. Far the skill to seduce is no use when there's nothing downstairs. I recorded my song about my my dog a local radio station and um, they were at the time delighted with it and very amused but uh, I got a call a couple of nights later saying that the programme was due to go just before their religious hour and that they considered that the sort of people who would be listening at that time could be very offended by the sort of uh, vulgar language in the song so they told me that they weren't going to use the song and of course this is every writer's dream isn't it to say that you've been banned you've joined the great litany of people like Joyce and everyone else on a much lower scale, like, but they were a bit mortified about it, actually, afterwards, because, they, obviously, the next time I sang the song in public, I said, this song was banned on the local radio station, you know. And the days when this cudger could rudge all round him have ceased. <laughs> he won't couple again with the shin of our old parish priest. He's tried medical portions and lotions that seep through his pores, his appliance to refuel. For his jewels he expects to restore.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I appreciate the yelps of pain from me and my life. <laughs> This is a song, uh,
1: 1996.
7: I was driving towards Ackle. I was coming out of Westport, heading for Echol, and uh, it was a dark day. It was getting darker all the time as I drove along, and in the, in the distance, the sky was totally black. And I was listening to the news on the radio, and uh, Drum Cree was at its height at the time. And the news came over that they had um, danced down Drum Cree. So the song was written from a fairly black perspective. Ah, uh, my name is David Tremble. I am nifty, neat and nimble, on my backside I've a pimple that festers in July and I can scratch it, I can squeeze it, with ointment I can grease it, but the only way to ease it is to go marching with the boys is just a little orange pimple, so soft and cute and simple, it's harmless as a dimple till the marching season comes and then it swells with inflammation it causes irritation how could I sit in negotiations with a pimple on
2: I don't know where the ridiculous end came out of it, but that's how deep you would be, that's how low you would be when you start to write that song. And then because you're so low, I suppose, the other side, you just can't um, handle it going down that road, so you just take a different turn, and there you have a song of ridicule and also a song that tells exactly the story of how things happened from a comical perspective. So there, there is a limit. There is a line that you can, you can go very, very close, and the closer you can go to the line, and get away with it, the better. But there's just that line. If you if you can, if you can hit it right and don't go across it, um, the song. I think when you become abusive of the person that you're satirizing, you know you've lost it because it's no longer satire. There is what people will call a good taste, and different people have different definitions of good taste. But I think, and. People don't feel that you are being outrightly insulting. You are behind the barricade and you're having a wee snape and it's holding them up to a certain degree of ridicule. And, um, but it's not I'm saying. This is how I think it should be.
7: Ah, but them people are girl Ah, she couldn't keep them happy. There were some of them shouting, "Chucky," Though we couldn't see the hens, but the are, you see, before us. Their buttons waving o'er us, we all joined in a chorus. Happy days are here again, and we lit the pimple. It was hard as any thimble, ringing like a cymbal. It was throbbing like a drum, and it had swelled with inflammation. Causing
2: irritation How can I sit in negotiations With the pimple on bum People laugh, you know, as soon as you start it off, you know, and then they hear the first few lines. They identify with the description of David Trimble right away. Well, they are of one tradition or the other. So, yeah, people know what it's about, and people laugh at it, and it has put it down on record, and that's really why it's there.
7: Armless as a temple till the march season comes
0: well I think satire works in songs or can work in certain songs because people are aware that a song is not just an outpouring of venom or cuteness or it's also a work of art. it's a shaped thing, and uh, some of his satires are just uh, phenomenal i mean they're probably the best political satires. Uh, written in this country for a long time and even of course made it, had Paisley made a song about Brian Cowan instead of saying what he said about his lips on the floor uh, it might actually be funny and acceptable and, and we might be going around singing it, so maybe Brian Cowan is lucky that, uh, that Paisley's a songwriter
7: now my name is David
1: Trimble.
7: I once was neat and nimble till me little orange pimple it swelled into a boil, and now I dare not squeeze nor scratch it, nor in any way detach to it. For I know I'm for the hatchet if I seem to be disloyal. And me little orange pimple will be soft and cute and simple. Harmless as a dimple till the Martin season comes and then it'll swell with inflammation. Causing in irritation, how could I sit in negotiations with the pimple? On and as we walked up and down on the road to Porty Down, our drums awaited butter like the thunder and as the day draws near we fill each rebel heart with fear for wheel the bell orange heroes of thunder.
2: I suppose you're always trying to do something that you're not supposed to be doing. And I would always have sang orange songs. If I sing an orange song and there's orange people present, they take it as an offence that I am singing orange songs. <laughs> and if I sing an orange song, when there's a certain element of nationalism there, they take it as an offence that I'm singing orange songs. So, you know, if you're, if you're displeasing everybody, you're doing something right, I think. you know. So um, And it's a good song. It's a good crack. And I think that, you know, if you, if you sing these songs, especially if the songs are pretty bitter... I think it's, it's one way of pulling the teeth of these things and you know, you can't win but then another way, you can't lose
7: i propose a toast May every Fenian roast I hope that you'll join in the chorus From every building flew The purple and the blue Of the bold orange heroes of comber. And as we walk up and down on the road Our drums awaited butter like the thunder And as the day throws near We'll village rebel hard with will fear for we're the bold orange heroes of Popper.
4: This is called uh, the Murder of Joe Frawley and uh, it's a song that I wrote when I was living down here in Clare. And um, it's a kind of uh, it's a self-explanatory um, song. It's based on the traditional form of the murder ballad, and. Um, there was no murder ballads in County Clare, to my knowledge, so I, I decided I'd, I'd set it in County Clare. <coughs> I'll sing of Mikey Cleary, no. who in this town did dwell. No, no, no. He worked in Frawley's music lounge, a place you all know well. Joe Frawley was a counsellor. Full love, wit and rural charm With a maize food store And the shop next door And a 90-acre farm
3: There's a kind of a social satire in it as well, isn't there? And, uh, Spoiling uh, the fine girl for sure. And, and, and uh, the, the, r- r- the routine in the country public right, throughout right. the week, you know, and this right. kind of stuff, it's yeah. very, uh, mm-hmm. very familiar. People recognize it.
4: I'll also sing of Bridgine Ring, of the country she did live. She fell in love with young Cleary for the service he could give. For twas Manny's the toasted sandwich he would slip free across the bar, and Manny's the West Coast cooler too. In fact, lashings of free jar. Well, it happened upon a wet weekend, five days before the fly, She spake unto her father, sang unto him, da. I'm coming in. I'm coming into town a while, far to see what I can see, for to down the black. And have the crack and hear some shgithery-dee Oh, when she walked in the pub She was ready all for the booze Oh, Frawley, he came up to her And his words he did careful choose T'was at this fair young maiden he then threw the bloody book Saying you won't get tight in here this night So feck off and sling your hook <laughs> I
0: remember him saying at some stage that you thought it'd be good idea to have a woman murder a man rather than... That's right, yeah. I'd
4: it's, forgotten that myself, actually, because uh, it's, it's, it's with, it coincided with the beginnings of Women's Limb. Oh, when she heard these boring words she shed not a single tear but swore by all the burning brass from here to German Greer that she would have revenge on him and slit his slimy throat and throw his body all in the lake and spile her fingal
1: vote. <laughs>
4: I think that
0: all these songs we've been discussing have a lot in common. First is that each of those songs gives a kind of a skewed look at Irish life. We're like photographers standing in a sewer filming people up through a manhole as they pass by. And they may or may not know that we're, we're there. Uh, so we're giving unusual angles to things. So you've got, to, in say, cons, uh, song about the dog mounting the parish priest's shin. I mean, I find that just delightful. And it's just those little pictures that are given that are... They're real, in a sense, but also they're a little bit seen from an oblique angle. Then the second thing would be the use of language, that we all use language in some kind of a comical, playful way. Mostly that comes out through internal rhyme. An example of that would be where I start off drums, not by singing, Come all you pleasant fellow peasants and listen to my song. It's got 20 verses and what's far worse It's two times as bad as Islam. long oh, lend me your ears While I spill the beans About the place where I was got For it's likely that you haven't Much of a clue About the place they call The <laughs> Well the background was that In um, August of 1988 I was at the Flakeau in Kilkenny The Alarm Hall in Kilkenny And there was that a session where I heard a run of songs All Praising Places and it's a type of song I'm not very keen on to be honest with you there are some that I do like but most of them strike me as very mediocre and repetitive and so on and I got kind of angry uh, so I let that anger take me over and I spent about the f- I spent the following morning sitting in the lobby of the hotel um, writing uh, Drunk night. Our hedge master died In 1805 And since then we have had no School And for all we see Of C.I.E. Sure we might as well be in Kabul Ah but soon we might get The electric light And then again we might not And the Christmas mail Arrives without fail After Easter in We've no B&Bs, no facilities for the stranger to turn round. <laughs> no cadmilla fault you in your tracks will halt you if you tread on our tainted ground. If you're tracing ancestors in parish registers, I'm afraid you won't find here a lot of your jeppers. We barely can point out our pardons in the shambles they
1: call. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> People have up with suggestions, I'm not going to name them now for fear I'd be lynched by people from the particular places but I've got a number of suggestions Uh, people were totally convinced that you must have been thinking about such a village or you must have been thinking about such another one and uh, I've checked out a couple of those places since and mind you one of them especially came close one of them came very close it had a a, um, a half a street with with, uh, old concrete uh shop fronts and housing huts fronts uh, collapsing and uh, it had a, a medical center which was I think sliding down a, a kind of a, a muddy incline into a field uh, and uh, I forget what else but it was it was an appalling place by the effluent pump <laughs> near the rubbish dump <laughs> I caught <court>, uh, <her> right well. <laughs> And we got engaged within seven days, for she couldn't stomach the smell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then
0: came the day in the month of May when we tied the fatal knot, and the wedding do was crew beans for two in the eight
1: house out of
0: Anyway, I'm sure there will probably a few other places in the country that are. That people are convinced uh, I was thinking about. But I wasn't thinking about any particular place, but yet there seemed to be a number of candidates for the honour of, of calling themselves drums now. Now, at last, I must conclude, arrest, and terminate this desperate duty. And I hope that you, God, people, through my now for me some pity. And when at last me life is past <laughs> and me bones have to moulder and rot, I pray God and I they won't have to lie in the cemetery of Frumpshire. <laughs> Michael Marlin's song about the binder twining could be... Uh... A kind of extension of Drum's um, Not, for example. It's it's the same process that's going on of uh, rural life being made fun of uh, by one of its own participants, if you like. And um, there's a lot going on there, more than would appear to the untrained eye. For example, uh, you would expect references to rednecks and um, hillbillies to originate from and to cultures to originate from, from Jackie's, let's say. But in these cases, in these songs, all these references to yokelism come from, from within. So, if you like, the, the yokels are getting their laugh in first. They're also perhaps laughing at the, the Jackie's for not seeing the joke and also laughing at themselves for, for making the joke.
8: Well, there's one great invention, it is my intention, and song for to mention, so listen a while. With mighty potential, in fact, is essential to carry it with you, whatever your style. For farming was made, but will suit any trade, it comes in three colours of simple design. You may cut it to size when the need it arises This mighty invention they call by the twine With a
5: subject like bind the twine, I mean, I, I could have gone on forever and, in fact, it was, people have come to me afterwards. I wrote six... I've written six verses, six new verses for your song, you know. You never mentioned laces, you never mentioned ties, you never mentioned hair hair nets and bows for girls' hair knowledge. But I thought, you know, saving all their presence, I thought, like, that was the wrong way to... go, I felt myself better to go into impossibilities and and possibilities really like so I I really think I was sending myself up as I was making up that song, I remember actually that song I wrote it in in the milking parlour over a period of about two weeks, I could have I, I, I suppose I could have written it in a night if I had gone down the straight road, but uh, <laughs> being sort of crooked or bent or something, I had to go.
8: <laughs> well, you've heard of the builders of Egypt's great pyramids, how they struggled for ages and those steep inclines, how those rocks of great tonnage they shifted with courage and shoved them and pushed them till they were in line. Twas the slaves done the labour, all chained up together with the weight of those chains, sure, oh, they must have been crying. Ah, they would have worked faster if only their masters had tied them together with light binder twine.
1: It's not
5: to do with what I heard when I was growing up, that I ended up up writing some comic songs. I mean, it's something much deeper. It's something from the subconscious. It's something that we couldn't be stopped from doing, I think, at the end of the day. It's more than, uh, like, you talk about vocation. It's just something in the DNA or something, I don't know.
2: Well, I wouldn't consciously have, have entered it as being part of a tradition. It's just something, I suppose it's just something deeply psychological that I don't understand and don't question. <laughs> How
6: come all you sport and hurling men, why? why well, I do take my book and pen and write some hurling verses before it is too late. For today's county final day, and two great teams are on the way. I want to be the champions of 1988. But she- very
0: common thing in these songs is to elevate the the local to grandiose proportions, or to to, to sort of glorify the mundane as well. Just small things take on magnificent uh, dimensions, and. Um, and that, that's, uh, I think, a wonderful facet of the whole tradition. And at the same time as people are doing this, they're sort of tongue-in-cheek about it, so they're aware that they're doing it and they're laughing at themselves as well as, as at the ostensible subjects of the song.
6: The hurlers, they are moving down by the right-hand side of Town When they came to Norrie Hinches And not one did hay When passing Michael Duggan Sure, some winter slogan Just to come and settle down Their nerves before they start to play
0: Oh, he, he's inimitable. I mean, a lot of people get embarrassed if they forget the words of a song and they'll, they'll just shut up. But one of the things I actually like about traditional singing is that nobody minds if you forget the words and you can start again or you can quit or whatever. But Robbie has marvellous recuperative powers uh, altogether. He can forget the words, he'll improvise with little thing, then remember the words, forget them again, and then he'll have to rush, rush off someplace because he's got to the end of it or he thinks he has You know, it's, there's... A great naturalness about him, and uh, total unselfconsciousness, I would say. And uh, he's very, what's
6: the word? Very
0: much at ease, uh, very self-possessed. I mean, Robbie wouldn't know the meaning of the word nervous, I'd say, uh, in terms of, of uh, singing. You know,
6: the goalie has no time for talk. He's staring out there like a hawk. He's waiting for the ball to come, and many a one did save. The slattery brothers and McGrath are pulling hard along the grass. At as many a jostle that they got, but harder ones they gave. The goalie has no time for talk. Dresser. He's staring out there like God. He's waiting for the bar to come, and many a one did save. well, London, you're a master man, you've got the most artistic hands. <laughs> as if you had a rifle, straight over there, you roll. Now you're the man for scoring, and get the crowd a-roaring. And when you didn't score a pint, you surely score a goal. <laughs> Hats off to you, Sir Sherlock Nantes, you'd have kept them in command. To your inspiration, you brought them to the fore. With arms like Mike Tyson And with you there was no Dyson And when you hit that schlitter We have taught with would see it no more So there's my story easy For my hand is getting lazy So now I take my book and pen And mingle with the crowd so three cheers for all those fecal men who said they oh, will be back again. now, ah, but that's another story. But today you did us proud. And I have to go to funeral.
2: I have lived in important places, times when great events were decided. Who owned that half a rood of rock? A no-man's-land surrounded by our pitchfork-armed claims. I heard the Duffies shouting, Damn your soul! And old McCabe, stripped to the waist, seen step the plot, defying blue-cast steel. Here is the march along these iron stones. That was the year of the Munich bother, which was most important. I inclined to lose my faith in Ballyroche and Gartin, till Homer's ghost came whispering to my mind. He said, I made the Iliad from such a local row. Gods make their own importance.
9: I think that's just could
2: crack the whole thing, and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that deep, and I don't see it as being that deep. It's like, I'm just somebody who's just doing a day's work every day, and then. You happen to sit down and a few lines come together that make people laugh, and that's basically what it is. You root out a tune somewhere and you get it all cobbled together, and away you go. And that's the end and end of it. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know whether that's anachronistic or not, but if it is, so be it. Uh, I, I don't give a hoot if we're out of date or something. And I don't think we are, because the human voice is always
5: up to
9: date.
5: Human nature is an amazing thing, you know, despite all sorts of technologies and everything. There's always a huge bunch of people who are angling towards the simple life. And, I mean, as I said, like it's a very natural thing for people to make... Songs, first of all, for themselves. And God, like un- unless the world is turned upside down completely, there's always going to be a-, a platform for local entertainment, which is what the whole thing is all about. I think, really, you know, community entertainment. <laughs> <laughs>